Hey, my mama inspired ladies. Today, we're going to be chatting with Samantha Kelgren. She is a health and mindset coach, and she helps driven women slow down so that they can ditch stress without the guilt and live with an abundance of balance, joy, and confidence. You guys, and so much more. You're going to love Samantha. She's a mama herself to a three-year-old curly-haired, adorable little guy. And she is just this fun, super feisty little thing. And the thing I love about her is that she has this amazingly beautiful, genuine way of just being really raw and honest and providing clarity, but also just being really kind about it. She has this beautiful, like, kind firmness about her. And she is just chock full of wisdom. And what we are hoping that you walk away with today is really some opportunities for you to assess what you're needing right now and to learn to surrender to the moment, to surrender what's going on around you, to surrender you know, what's out of our control in life, and to know and to be certain that nurturing yourself should take priority in certain times in your life and how to do that and what nurturing looks like to you, how to be able to assess yourself in the moment to know what you need right now, and then to understand that you should be doing this without feeling like you are losing out on time or that you should be doing something else like housework. Nurturing yourself should hold just as much value or more, especially in times when you need it most. I think you're going to walk away from this episode. I think you're going to walk away from this episode feeling inspired and excited about taking a new perspective on on life, honestly, especially in times of struggle and uncertainty. Samantha wanted me to let you know because she has changed her Facebook group from the time we recorded the episode to now. And so if you want to find her community on Facebook, you're going to search for Ambitious Women, Less Hustle, More Flow. You guys, it's a great community. Samantha's just a ball of fire. You're going to love her. All right, without further ado, let's head into the episode. I know you can't wait. Welcome back to the Mama Inspired Podcast. Whether you're struggling to become the mama you've always known you're meant to be, or you're holding that miracle in your arms, hear me now when I tell you that you are not alone, and that on the other side of this hard, a brand new life awaits you. Hey lady, I'm Sarah Wayne Scott. I'm here to encourage a more enlightened, compassionate, and empowered mom collective. I believe that through guru guidance, stories from mamas just like you, and a whole lot of momspiration for me, we can begin to make the transformation from messy to truly inspired. So swap out the breast pad, wipe off the barf. <laughs> it's mama time. Well, I've been, I've been super excited about today. A lot of what we're going to focus on today really is kind of around just motherhood and the struggle into motherhood, like that journey getting there. But you coach, you coach a lot of women that aren't even moms. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it's really cool for anybody who's listening to be able to get kind of different perspectives on just being a woman in general, facing a lot of these same things we're going to talk about, but different aspects of life. So if you just, if you just type in Samantha Kelgren, into mm -hmm. the podcast app, whichever you're listening to, you'll be able to find all the different podcasts she's been on. So mm -hmm. you might be able to find some that aren't specifically around motherhood, but I eat you up. I love everything. <laughs> I, I, I mean it. I mean, it. and I'm so excited to have met you and to, to hopefully create a friendship, but 
when you had sent your application and originally I of course went and like checked out your Instagram and before <laughs> even listening to your voice or watching any of your videos, I love just kind of like little quotes and things that you had splashed out. I mean, you're just, you're, um, you've got some different sides to you. You're like super adorable and spunky. And then you're also like, the spunk. <laughs> you're also like a fierce little sassy thing. I love some of the things you say, like oh one of the things God, on here you. is basically don't be a dick. I just thought I'm going to really like her. Oh, that, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day. Cause it was like, you know, it's like with Instagram, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, <laughs> let me like put all these parameters around what I want to post and everything. And so, um, I'm in this membership group. And so they kind of help us with like content planning. And one of the things was, okay, it's world kindness day or whatever it's called. Kindness day. Yes. Post something around that. And so I'm looking at these quotes and I like kindness quotes. What do I like? And they're all these kind of touchy feeling ones. And I think I just thought, I'm like, this is what I feel like any PSA sign should say. Any rules, just don't be a dick. Just, you know what? You're one of many, make it nice for other people. Don't, and like, that is, that's the message I want to put out. Yeah. There. And it does, like you said, I feel like I'm all over the place. I literally have a book called Niche Down, but yeah. I think that I, you're right. I talked to a number of women, not just on the motherhood journey, just not on that spectrum, but the through line is we are women who are kind of perfectionist and we push ourselves and it's kind of our own self expectations. We yeah. know maybe that other people aren't expecting this, but we have a hard time kind of letting our guard down. I think a lot of, and obviously we'll get into this. Um, a lot of what I work on with my clients is like giving themselves like, okay, you can sit and read for 30 minutes in the middle of the day and you are not, not going to reach your goals. You're not being lazy. It's this myth of like, we, we should always be, um, prioritizing and how can we be better at every moment? And that's really heightened in motherhood. So that's why I was really excited to talk to you because it is, it's like just amplified. If we have that in us, that need to kind of better ourselves at every moment and, you know, be efficient and be productive. It is that times 10 in motherhood because yeah. we the stakes are just raised. It feels like. And I think sometimes it pulls us away from like, we have these expectations of what we think we need to be growing in or areas we need to be focusing on. And it pulls us away from kind of that, like intuitive, oh. internal like feeling within us of like, what are we actually thinking or what do we feel that we're needing? We ignore that because this is what I'm supposed to be doing or like, this is what I'm supposed to be researching or listening to. Even if we're talking, you know, podcasts or audiobooks, it's like, we're not really listening to something that really maybe feels incredibly good to us. And it would be nurturing and still incredibly Mm -hmm. beneficial. We think we need to be like, okay, how do I like get my top, my toddler to like stop this tram tantrum? And not that that's not something we should maybe not like invest in, but is that really what you need? Like right now? Like, are you feeling it? Yes, Yes, exactly. Right now because they're okay. So this kind of exemplifies this. I had been wanting to mop my floors. Like it's been, we have a dog, you know, it'd been like rainy. So for like multiple, I'm just going to be honest weeks. I've been like, I need like whenever I'm like doing a yoga workout, I'm like, God, like, <laughs> the, this is a problem. I need to mop the floors. And I had planned to do it on like a, I don't know, Thursday, he was at school and it was like midday. I'm like, I do not want to do this right now. Like that is not, and I forget what else I did, something else, but I was like, this is not what I'm going to do right now. So fast forward to a few days later, that Sunday, I had had a session with a client. I come downstairs and my husband has taken the dog and our three-year-old 
out, they were like running an errand. So I come down, I mean, just dream with me right now. I come down and there's no one in the house. And I'm like, what is this magic? (laughs) And since no one's there, the dog's not even there. I'm like, I want to, I want them off these floors. Like I wanted to, it was not the, I should of, okay, they're gone. I should take, it was like, oh my God, I'm going to put a podcast on. I'm going to put on (laughs) what I want to listen to. I'm going to, and I enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was just a different feeling of, yeah, same action of mopping the floors, but instead of like, I need to do this now, he's at school, I should take this time, this is what I need to do. Yeah. I was totally not planning on mopping them that day at all, but it was like this opportunity arose. I'm like, I'm going to put on my podcast really loud <laughs> and this is what I want to do. And I like had been messaging with a client, we use Boxer with all my clients okay. and she had messaged me something else. And I think just basically, you know, like, Hey, this is what I'm doing with my Sunday morning. Um, she's like, I got my cough. I'm like, that sounds amazing. I'm like, is this sad that this is what I'm doing? And I sent a picture of like my mop and like the carpets roll up. And she was, Oh my God. She's like, I know when people are out of the house, I can't do it when my dog's at home. So it was just this connection of like, this feels like what I want to do right now. I love it so much. So it's not about what you're doing. It's like the feeling that goes into it, the mindset that goes into it. Why am I doing this? Because this feels like I want what I want to do and being okay with that. And if I had wanted to sit and read, okay, go with it. But don't think like you should, what should you do? How can you maximize this time, right? (laughs) And it's so hard as a mom because, and a lot of, again, is, you know, those expectations, those internal expectations we set for ourselves. But I mean, we wear a lot of hats and so there are lots and lots of shoulds. And so it is really, really hard to separate the things that really maybe should be priority from the things that can honestly wait. It's, it's something I think yeah. we probably work through in motherhood until, I don't know, we're sitting here on our seventies, you know, it's like, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so a lot of grandmas will tell you they'll wish that they had not cleaned and they would have just sat down with their kids. I've like had many conversations with older women like that with their, their kids. Like, I wish I would have just not freaked out about like the dust and all these things and just like enjoyed time with my children when I had the opportunity to. And it's interesting to hear. It's so true. And then there's that other side of, I talked with a mom the other day and we were really more focused on getting her like time management. Like she felt like, I don't even know what to do this time. I'm really anxious. Mondays are the worst days. So, okay. What would make you feel better about Monday? Let's say it's Monday. How can you a, either prep on Sunday so you feel more at ease instead of just like ignoring it. And then it's Monday morning and oh my God, the same issues are there. Yeah. And she's like, well, the house feels like in such disarray. I'm like, can you schedule an hour like that? That is the most important use of your time. Because if you take that even 30 minutes to clean up your kitchen, if that clears your mind, okay. Worth it. Yeah. And there's someone else who isn't bothered by the kitchen and feels like that's what they should do. Okay. Then don't do the kitchen. What do you want to do? So it's, if that is what is causing that pain point of, I can't sit yeah. here and relax because that is, we all have those people Yeah, <laughs> that is me yeah. included of like, if the kitchen looks okay, like I'm, it's like cluttered mind. Right. Yes. yes. But it's like, you said the expectation of, Oh my God, I want to sit here and read to my son, but I need to do the dishes. Well, no, if you want to sit there and read to your son, you sit there and read to your son, the dishes can wait. Yeah. yeah. So it's really identifying like, what is the bigger pull to do right now? And where, like you said, where is that coming from? Is yeah. that coming from me <laughs> or is it coming from Pinterest? <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Yeah. That's a real, I love that. That's a good point. 
Okay. Before we continue on, because I, I want to just make sure that we, I do a better introduction of who you are. Right. We just dove right in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes, sometimes I'll do like before, before the episode even goes in, I'll do a light introduction of, you know, that and the jingle comes in and then we start, but I want you to take a moment and, and I'll do that. I want you to take a moment and just, I want to just tell your story about, tell about who you are and kind of how you got to, to be doing what you're doing today. Yeah. Okay. So I'm Samantha <laughs> and really I'm, so I'm a health and mindset coach that can be taken a gazillion different ways, but I feel like my client base, <laughs> the women that really resonate with what I post and what's on my website and all that is, Hey, it's okay to back down and do less. It's okay to not constantly be pushing. It's okay to not have the perfect goals written out and be achieving quarterly goals and, and all these plans. It's okay to do a bit less and back down. You're still going to get there and you're not lazy. My people don't need to be told to push themselves. (laughs) They are pushing themselves. And that was me. So I really got into this. I was um, personal training and a run coach is very, I still love to run, but I was like marathon running. And so that inherently is we are runners are like single focus. It is push ourselves. It is, I will lump across the finish line. And it became that point of, look, I love running, but I'm going to feel guilty if I don't get this run in. Um, I'm going to feel guilty if I, you know, that calorie math of calories in versus calories out. Um, These are things we are fed. These are things we are shown as the way to do things. Don't miss a Monday, you know, push through. We're praised for that dedication. Um, And it carried over to my work as well. I noticed later on of I need to be working. If if he's in school, like now fast forward that I have a toddler, if he's in school, I need to be working. I need to maximize that time. Um, Taking time for yourself must be earned. And, you know, going back when I I went off the pill to um, get pregnant, we were ready to start our family and I didn't have a period because of that high stress of the workouts, of go, 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 of earning rest, all of these ideas that were kind of fed, I was totally missing my period. And I thought I was doing all these things to be healthy. I thought I was doing the right things, right? Push yourself, you know? um, I mean, that's the main thing is push yourself, right? Uh, If you're tired, yeah, you push past it. And I happened to be someone that didn't need that message, but I was taking that message anyway. Like they weren't talking to me. <laughs> They're talking to someone who really isn't motivated to move themselves. Yeah. I was very motivated and I thought, great, I need to do more then. Yep. And it came down to like, I wasn't getting a period. This is a big red flag. And when it came to, okay, look, to get your period back, to get those, you know, hormones working again, um, you're going to need to back off. And you're going to need to incorporate more yoga. And you're going to need to not push yourself on runs. You maybe need to take a break from running. And it was like, I can't do like, what? <laughs> I can't do that. I, I like this. I like this energy. And which is great to get an endorphin rush. It's great. You know, runner's high is amazing. But it's to be able to say, no, not today. Or that's okay that I only had time for one lap when I was planning to. It's okay. You can do another one later instead of, I need to make up for this. So it was really addressing all that. It was addressing why am I fearful of doing less cardio? What do I think is going to happen? Well, I think I'm going to gain weight. You know, we're told that that's bad, right? Every message is don't gain weight. And and once I kind of healed 
through that of confronting that fear of, well, let's see what happens if I do less cardio. Let's see what happens if I eat more fat. Um, you know, I will tell you what happened is our IVF was successful. And as when I stopped nursing three months afterwards, I got a natural period. So that was <laughs> what was healthy. That was what needed to happen. I gained some weight and it's not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> I don't yeah. care at all, honestly. And that it wasn't this life-changing thing and it wasn't, oh, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not letting myself go. I hear that a lot. Well, I'm going to let myself go. Right. Of like, I'm suddenly going to become this other person. If I don't set these goals, then I'm just going to be lazy. And I noticed it was transferring into my business because it was that I need to be working. I need to be efficient. I need to be productive. Um, and maybe productive wasn't in terms of get miles in, but productive was what did I accomplish today? What did I finish? Yeah. And it's, you're never going to win that. Like there's always someone doing more. There's always more you could do. And so it's like, oh, no one is going to stop me. I need to be able to take that time for me and give myself that permission that I don't have to hit these certain metrics to deserve to read a book. I love reading. I'm going to make time to read but it took a lot of work to get there. (laughs) Yeah. So I can, we talked about this last time we chatted, but I can relate to this in a lot of ways. So I was a huge, huge hit fanatic and I still really, really love it. And um, we had come off a couple miscarriages and I was really trying to seek outside of kind of the OB's office, what was going on and was there anything else I could do and really try to get a gauge on what was going on with my body and look for deficiencies and all these things. And I ended up going to see an acupuncturist. And one of the things that he reminded me of and told me was like, you need more energy. Like I can just look at you. I can feel, I can look at your skin, all these things. Like you are tired. Like you don't have enough energy and your body needs energy to grow a baby. And it is scary to think not only are you have and he he did the same thing. It was like, okay, you like need to be going on like super moderate walks at max. And I was like, uh, I can't do that. <laughs> right. I can't do it. Yes. Cause someone can tell you that, but the how do you do that and are okay with it is yes. like this huge leap. And what can you do to fill those those holes? And so I think I grew up um definitely a fitness fanatic. I've always really enjoyed being being fit, but my mother's side of the family is heavy. And so I grew up that with that being this like fear of mine that if I mm-hmm. didn't do all these things, if I didn't really watch what I ate, and if I didn't work out furiously every single day, if I wasn't super motivated and dedicated, like I could potentially go down this road. And that's something I just didn't want. And like you were talking about earlier, it, it caused me to look past how I was feeling. So I had, even though I feel like I preached internally this internal gauge of what, how I felt like, oh, I feel amazing. Like I could feel so much better after I work out. And it's not that that's not true, right? but there's a difference in like having energy when you're done working out and then feeling completely depleted. And when I started thinking about how I was feeling, I was feeling completely depleted and I would get headaches a lot. And so there was all of these signs and these, you know, these tellings of how truly all of this was affecting me. And I was now doing this as a mother of a toddler, like not only, not only was I just doing this and just not having energy, but I was like, you know, I was already getting energy pulled from me. So I was fearful of going down this path that I had been fearful my whole life of, you know, of gaining way too much weight and which had actually happened. Right. Exactly. Right. right. Yes. (laughs) Which had never happened. I've always kind of like, you know, kept it within lines 
And then I think for a lot of women who are trying to get pregnant and become a mom too, I think there's also this anticipation of, okay, if I make this change now, if I'm having to do this thing, it's going to change how my body feels and looks now, but also I'm about to be pregnant. And I've got all those anticipated changes going on too. Like we all want to just have like a belly only pregnancy, right? We want to like be, look like that cute chick on Instagram who is just like beautifully <laughs> in this bikini and has, you know, no cellulite oh and God. looks, yeah. you know, like the truth is I have back fat right now, right? Like I, you have to because get- Because you're growing a human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I think the point I really wanted to walk away with in this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Just the specific piece is- yeah. One of the things you said in that last podcast was that you completely gave up running when you got pregnant. And I think that, and and I did the kind of the same thing with HIT. Like I just completely stopped. And I was doing more than just walking on those days. I was, you know, mm-hmm. doing some like light stuff. But how refreshing and how amazing is it that we can really find a pocket or like you had mentioned the word experiment, which I really love and I want you to go into of yeah. what else, what else is there and how this is really going to affect me, but it gives us an opportunity to kind of, I don't know, discover more about ourselves. Like we don't just have the single passion for, for, for running as our only fitness outlet. Like we, that's mm-hmm. not the only thing that can give us this kind of endorphin high and this excitement in life, you know, what else is there? And then what can that lead to? So tell me a little bit about the decision that you made to do that. And what, what ended up happening? Like what ha- happened when you stopped running? Yeah. Well, and it was a decision, right? And it was, you know, I was pregnant. I think I went for a run. I had cut way back. I was doing like 30 miles a week, just standard. Got to get that, like not training for anything. Wow. And, and I cut back to about 10 miles a week, like three, three to four mile runs and for months. And once we got and like took out the speed training, just like steady state. Cause I still, like I said, I love, I feel fulfilled when I run. I was like, yeah. well, I don't want to be afraid to run. And when we got to the point of the transfers, like okay, I'm going to go on a little run the day before, like three easy miles. Cause I'm not going to like, you know, once we do this transfer, I'm not running. Yeah. And it did work. And it was like, okay, it is safe. And I don't want to scare anyone. It is safe to run throughout pregnancy. Yeah. Right. This was definitely a mental thing for me. It was, you know what? I need to see what, what I do and I need to see what happens. And obviously my body would change because I was pregnant, but I need to see what happens to me. If I don't run, I want to see if I still love it. I've been running for like 10 years. So let's see what else I do. And let's see, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know, a dating relationship. Okay. For living apart, like, do we miss each other? Yeah. You know? And it was like, let me see. And I, you know, I walked, I really loved walking. I still, and to this day, like I go on two dog walks a day. And it's like, if you had told me at the height of my running, you can enjoy walking. I'm like, fuck you. Like, what? <laughs> like, no, like walking is just like, that's not exercise. Right. right. Yes. <laughs> and I kind of th- thought through, and this really helps. I thought through, what do I like from running? I like the alone time. I feel like I'm more of an introvert. I like that alone time. I like to listen to whatever I want. I like to be in my own head. I like to be outdoors. I don't love running on a treadmill. I like yeah. being outdoors. Yeah. Okay. Getting out and walking is the movement and get my heart rate up walking. I can listen to whatever I want. I'm outside. It checked all of these boxes. So it's like, well, let's just go with that. I still, I did some strength training. I would strength train like throughout it made for, a, I had a C-section. I made for a quicker recovery. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but it was still like when I, when I was ready to run again, after I saw a pelvic floor therapist, so probably like eight weeks postpartum or so, it was like, I'd like to run again. And I, I had missed it. And I started with intervals and I worked my way back up and it wasn't, okay, now I have to get back into running. It was like, I'm so excited to go out for this run. Yeah. And that showed that, yeah, I did miss it. Um, but I was okay to take that time off and feel like, look, this is your permission slip to take this break. Um, and the thoughts that came up were like, am I still a runner? Yeah. I'm not running. I mean, that kind of start, started even though I was like, well, I'm not racing. Am I still a runner? Right. And to that, I say, if you have been a runner for that long, you voluntarily put on shoes and go out for a run. You are a runner. I don't care how often you do it. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, there's not a speed requirement. There's not a race requirement. There's not a distance requirement. If you enjoy, and like I said, voluntarily <laughs> choose to go out and go for a run, you are a runner. And I've been doing it for that long. This was like a little height that took almost 11 months off. But that was 11 months versus what, 10 years of yeah. regularly running. I'm still a runner. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going out now, like once or twice a week. I'm still a runner just because I'm not going five days. Like, so it really made me question like, okay, what, what do I qualify as a runner? Well, I've always said like, I want to be able to run for the rest of my life. I can't keep going at that pace I was going yeah. because I wasn't getting a period. It clearly wasn't right. healthy. So it's really looking at those questions of what do I like about running and how can I hit those things without the physical running part? Because I have proven to myself that it is not what my body needs right now. And this is a break. Like you can always come back to it. They said my son is three and we're trying, we've been trying for over a year. I'll be honest. I've been trying for over a year for a second one. So I'm very careful about, let me make sure I'm eating enough. Yeah. Let me yeah. make sure I'm, you know, I'm going to acupuncture again. Um, no doubt the stress of COVID was in there. <laughs> um, so that's a thing. But in my mind, like, if I want to start doing marathons again, that'll be there. Yeah. Like, it's not, you know, people start, there's many people that don't even pick up running and get so into it past the age of 40. Like, there's yeah. not. <laughs> it's so, no, you're so right. Time it's is so not true. running out. Like, yeah. it's going to be there for you when the time is right. And if you are parenting young children and you feel like, I don't know how I can fit this in, then don't fit yeah. it in when you feel like, yeah, I'm ready to do that. Cause right now I used to love getting up and going on a long run, but then I had the rest of the day to me to, I could take a nap, do whatever. If I wake up and go for a three hour long run right now, I'm coming back home and I'm going to feel like I need to give my husband a break. Cause he's been managing things since I've been gone. So yeah. I'm going to like dive right back into full on being a mom. I, that sounds really depleting. So yeah. that's why I'm choosing. And some people do. Yeah. And if you feel yeah. like it's not a stress, great. Sure. Personally, right now, I feel like that would be a stress for me. And that's not what I want. I want to go for a three mile run and come back and feel energized. Yeah. <laughs> and enjoy it. Yeah. I think there's something, there's something to be said too, for like that, that guilt that you already have before you get back to the house. It's like, you know that you're having to jump into this because you did this thing for yourself. And that's for a yourself. whole other conversation. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. You've been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So I I know most of what we really wanted to talk about today was, and you're su- you're like such a perfect place to be talking about it because you've not lived it, but you're living it again now. How we when we are struggling, 
in that journey to motherhood, so fertility, or, you know, we're dealing with miscarriages or God, there's like so many things that can be mm-hmm. going on kind of in the challenges for motherhood, um, getting there or gosh, even out, even outside of that, let's just say there's just some uncertain things going on in our lives. Doesn't mm-hmm. have to necessarily be, we're, you know, struggling to get pregnant or stay pregnant and have that baby. Let's talk about how we, how we live in the now and try to redirect our focus so that we don't miss out on life. Yeah. It's how do we not get pigeonholed? Yeah. I think, right. Whatever that goal is, goal is to have a baby goal is to, you know, whatever it is, um, certain income level, you know, whatever. Um, it's how do we actively work towards it? You know, you're not saying, oh, I don't care about this. You desperately care about that and you want to work towards it. But how do you not get sucked into this is all, this is all I'm reading about, all I'm yeah. listening to, all I'm working towards. How do you enjoy where you are? And that really hit me when we were going through IVF was, look, I don't know how long this is going to take. This could be, maybe I'll be pregnant in two months, but what if it's not for two years? Do I want to have this be this black hole of, I'm looking back going, oh yeah, that was a really hard time where I can recognize like, yeah, that was difficult, but look at all the other things I had. A moment that it hit me was, it was the weekend before our transfer. I remember that we transferred on a Thursday. It was a weekend before our transfer. And we were, I was in Chicago at the time we lived in Chicago and it was one of, it was May. So it was one of those, like it's barely even spring in, in May in Chicago. And it was one of those first weekends where it was nice enough to like sit outside on the balcony mm-hmm. and we're out there and I'm, you know, with my friends and I'm, remember I was like genuinely laughing at whatever story someone was telling. It's like, God, I have this like awesome set of friends. I'm so, I'm truly happy right now. Like, yes, I hope this works out, obviously. Yeah. But this does not make or break that I've got, I am in love with my husband and I love where we live and we've got this great group of friends and these great things going on. So I don't ever want to forget that. And so I really want to encourage women that are, like you said, whatever, whatever it is, whatever they're kind of like light at the end of the tunnel, this is what I'm working for. Do not ignore what else you have going on. What is working out great? What is working out so great that it's not even a, thought right of yeah. like oh my god no that's like that's already happening like yeah. what did you not have five years ago they have now and you know I have a friend that and you know she we all have a friend that gets easily pregnant right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember thinking like gosh you don't even know how lucky she is you know if she could just see that like that is all I want and then I'm thinking oh she's not in a relationship she's probably looking to me saying, how do I not see that I fell in love with the person who loves me at 19? And that was just like given to me. I didn't have to work for that. That just happened. Like, let me focus on that for a moment and just step back and realize there's people that are jealous of you for something that you're like, can't she see how easy that was for her? Can't she be appreciative? Maybe that's not what she even wanted. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What do you have that you're like, oh my God, this has like been so easy for us that like we moved to Asheville now. I'm in love with being here. We wanted to be in the mountains and look, we are in the mountains. How can I take advantage of that? Let's go hiking more. Like, how can I be in that more? And like I said, it is not ignoring that you are going through a challenging time, but that challenging time is not, that does not define your life. You know, if someone says, Hey, what's going on this week? 
you're not like, well, I'm taking these pills to prepare for a transfer. That's one thing you're doing. Yeah. What else are you doing? Right. What else are you looking forward to? What else are you thinking for? There's something. And so to shift, so at least some of your energy is going towards that and not all of it going towards what you don't have. We know this, but yeah. it's it's hard to do it in the day to day. It really is like, you know, eye roll. It really is gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that that's, you know, part of my process with women is to, like we said earlier, we gloss over what's important to us. We gloss over what we do have to really look at what do you actually want? What's actually important to you? And let's like get really specific on that and let's see how we can bring that into your everyday. So I don't have to remind you. So it doesn't take an Instagram post to make you think about that. But so you're inherently able to cultivate that. I love that. We do. We get into a spot, we get into a place where we feel like this end goal, this thing that we're reaching for is like literally the only thing that's going to make us happy. And it does become all consuming that we forget all the things that we were content with and that we were happy with and that what our lives were blessed with before this even became like a focus or something that was going on in our lives. And you do, it's so easy to get out of touch in those things. And it's cool that moments like you had, will do this like quick, little like, oh, like a reminder of, man, life is really beautiful. There's so many things, you know, to be, to be excited and, and be thankful for and tiny, tiny little things like putting a podcast on and being able to like clean. Like, I can't tell yeah. you how happy that makes me or, you know, having like a really incredible conversation with a loved one, a friend or, a, a, you know, a family mm-hmm. member. And I think we can all relate to a time in our lives where we like look back and we're like, holy cow that went super fast. Like where did the last year go? I think most people, one of our biggest fears in life is feeling like we having regrets on how a time was spent. Like, I don't know about you. Yeah. I don't want to look back and be like, I cannot believe two years passed by and I was just miserable with my head down. And I didn't notice all these things that I now really, really wish that I would have just soaked up and cherished. And it is. And it changes when you become a mom. I mean, if you think about what this time was like before you had your little man and then like going through this right now, I know for us going through these miscarriages after becoming a mom, that hit home so much more. It was like, I cannot sit here and be so what's happening. Yes. Because (laughs) growing up. Yes. I, and we can't be perfect at it. Like we're, we're going to have no, those days right. where it's really, really hard. And we deserve to have those hard days and to, to cry a lot and to be upset. Like mm-hmm. we just can't be in control of all that all the time. But yeah, if we can take a step back and realize that like life is still incredibly beautiful, we have so much to be thankful for. And what can we do right now to make sure that uh, we're not missing out on these things? I know for me, a lot of that came kind of like went back to like really just focusing on nurturing myself. Yeah. I'm finding that I'm using the term nurture, like nurturing myself outside really of self-care. Like oh my God. Like, so you wrote that in an email and I have been searching for, like, I almost am sick of the word healthy mm-hmm. and self-care. Yeah. And, but they are important things. And it was like, oh, and when you said nurture, I'm like, that's what it is. Cause self-care, but I heard, and I just quoted some another podcast that I was talking about this, um, there's a podcast called call your girlfriend and I really enjoy it. And they were talking about burnout and the quote she said was 
you cannot self-care your way out of capitalism. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. And I was like, yes, <laughs> because they use self-care as this band-aid of like, we well, use self-care, you just need self-care. But it's that nurture of like what, it's more fulfilling instead of this act that you have to do is more of like, yeah. what makes me feel cared for? What makes me feel nurtured? And so that nurture was such a good word for that. And, and that it's not, like you said, it's not that you can't have those sorrowful moments that is because that's toxic positivity, right? That's right. what that is. Right. Is, nope. I can't be upset. I have to be grateful and you have to come back to it, but how do you not dwell? But how do you take those moments and say, this really stinks. And I am upset that this is happening. I'm going to have that moment, whether it's five minutes, whether it's an hour, whether it's a day, yeah. but once you feel that slight shift of like, okay, I've had that moment now, how do you get back to it? Yep. And allowing yourself that time, because otherwise we beat ourselves up for, I'm not positive enough. I'm not grateful enough because we are overachievers <laughs> and we, you know, like, oh, I should be positive. I'm not being positive right now. Yeah. And that's a fear. But how can you allow yourself that, that grace to be upset by something, but then say, okay, now I'm ready to feel better. Like, let me get back into that good, good feeling space. Um, you can yeah. always choose again. So I think that's really important. And, and really like, like you said, noticing, um, thinking, okay, I don't want to look back and think that I wasted this time yet. That is also our biggest fear for these perfectionist women. I kind of work with, especially very health conscious of there's a better way I could spend my time. I need to find the most efficient way, but sometimes the most efficient thing you can do with your time is to sit and read a book and to recognize that what am I going to look back? Am I going to look back? And you can do that exercise all the time. Am I going to look back even a week, a year from now and think, oh man, I really should have gotten that email out. Or am I going to think, no, I really should have taken the time to do 20 minutes of yoga. Yeah. Like what's more restorative at this point? Cause sometimes it is writing the email. Sometimes it is getting ahead, Yeah. but sometimes it is yoga. Sometimes yeah. it is a walk. Sometimes it's a nap. Sometimes it's calling a friend. And so it's being able to know yourself enough. (laughs) And that's the hard work to know yourself enough to say, what do I really need? Not what is our outside messages telling me I need? What do I really need in this moment? Do I need to mop the floor, clean the fridge? Or do I need to take a nap and read a book? (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the reasons why I like that term so much better than self-care is to me, for one, I think nurturing almost feels broader It feels Mm -hmm. like self-care to me. I feel like a lot of times when I bring it up to people or I'm talking with women about it, it, I have to almost like define how I see it because it has this perception of being like all things health that can be mental, physical, but it's all like the improvements, the changes, the the losses, the gains, all these things instead of nurturing Mm -hmm. is like sometimes, sometimes nurturing is getting the hard cry out. It's, gosh, we keep going back to the same thing. It's like really really internally thinking about what you need and deciding whatever that thing is. It doesn't have to be an activity. It doesn't even have to be a, you know, it doesn't have to be anything specific. It can just be like, if I feel like right now, I just need to sit in this moment and feel what I'm feeling. That's nurturing yourself. Giving yourself the space to do it and not feel guilty about it. There's a lot of guilt. I feel like I'm like (laughs) anti-guilt coach. Yeah. (laughs) How do you not feel guilty about that? And, you know, one client I have now, um, like literally our goal after our first session was you block out 
30 minutes to read. And I didn't tell her 30 minutes. It's like, how, how would, what would be a stretch for you? But you think you could do, she's like, I think I do 30 minutes to read, to not read a self-improvement, yeah. to read something that I want to read. And we both decide, we're like, this is going to be hard. You're going to be, especially if you're sitting at home, you're going to be thinking there's something more productive I could do with my time. So she made a bookmark that said, we came up with a quote, which was, this is worthy of my time. Cause like, you need that reminder of, no, this is worthy <laughs> of what I'm my attention right now. Um, Cause it was like, and if you're having trouble thinking, oh, what, what is worthy of my time? Like, what is that thing? You often think before you had all these kind of honestly self-imposed, yeah. right? Very, very rigid expectations of yourself. What did you do? And you might have to go back to when you were 10. <laughs> yeah. A lot like, of these cases were totally before back. motherhood, right? Like yes. before motherhood, what made you happy? What made you, what did you look forward to? And maybe it looks different. Maybe it was reading, but it was reading different types of books, but maybe yeah. it was drawing, whatever, exploring outside. What, what did you, what lit you up? Dance, you know, what was worthy of your time then? What did you look forward to doing, doing that you stopped because you thought it was a waste? It's yeah. usually those things that you think are a waste of time. Yeah. What do you feel like is a waste of your time? Just sitting and daydreaming. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, because you're going to know. I think that that is the fear of if I don't stick to this rigid schedule and these goals and expectations, whether it is fitness, whether it is healthy eating, whether it is work, motherhood, yeah. <laughs> whether it is like I should be like figuring out how to teach them math. <laughs> yeah. If that's what you think, okay, whatever that is, like, how can you bring that into what feels good? Because it's really hard. It is really hard to differentiate the self-imposed expectations yeah. of like what other people expect from us to like, what do you really want to do? Yeah. And how can you, how can you make time for yourself to do that and make it feel like, no, this is okay. This is all right to do. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, Okay. I want to talk a little bit about, so to be able to get to a place where we're like, okay, mm -hmm. how can I sit and think about what I'm needing right now? How can I nurture myself? How can I make that a focus? A lot of times the first wall we come up against in these really trying times and these uncertain times is the letting go of the need to control and mm -hmm. letting that become, you know, it's like the Googling, it's, reaching out to all these different care providers, like do like being in action. Like we can't really get yeah. to a place where we're nurturing ourselves and being okay with like, that's how, that's how we're going to handle this right now. Like that's going to be our focus mm -hmm. instead of our only focus being this, like, what do you think the mindset shift has to be to be able to get to that point to say, okay, like I'm going to let go of this because it is out of my control. What's within my control right now. And what kind of peace can I find with that? I think for starters, it's realizing when you are what I call overconsumption mode, it is, I can figure out an answer to this. I'm going to listen to podcasts. I'm going to read books. I'm going to yes. read forums. And you start doing that because you can find some answer and you feel like, okay, this is my way to control it. But when you feel more confused, that is the red flag of your overconsuming. When you feel more confused yeah. than when you started, that's not helping you. <laughs> Take that break. <laughs> and the only way to know what is good with you is to stop looking outward for it. Go on a walk with your own yeah. thoughts and think, what do I feel is the next best step? What do I feel is, is right for me? And realizing that no one can tell you that. 
like you've got the answers already. So I think that that is kind of coincides with um, loosening that need to control is to realize, oh, I know what I need to know. Like no one else can tell me what's right for me in this moment. I know what I need to know. And realizing that, I mean, I think that's what COVID showed us. It's like, we don't have control. Yeah. All these things we thought we do, we don't. So the more energy you can spend um, getting comfortable with some of the unknown, that is energy much better spent than trying to gain control because we don't have that. So all you can do is figure out what is the next right step for me? So let's take fertility journey, for example, is the next step for me talking to, you know, getting a hormone test and talking to my OB or is the next best step for me going to an acupuncturist? Cause that's what I feel I need right now. And that means instead of like, once you decide that for you, what that looks like is you call the acupuncturist and you set up your acupuncture appointment and you feel like you have taken that step instead of Googling what are my chances of increasing pregnancy by going to acupuncture? Let me find the data and the research. That's not going to tell you anything. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> because with God, with fertility, with anything, there's no guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, you yeah. can look at data that's just going to show you a guess. So what feels right to you? Yeah. And if your next step is no, I want to go the IV. I feel like I need to go this route go that route. That feels right to you. I feel like I'm never going to do IVF. Okay, cool. What's your other option? What do you want to do? Because otherwise you're just getting a sense of false control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at percentages and just knowing that the data is, is nice, but it's not good for all things. It's not good for telling you what your next step is. Yeah. The overall lesson that we learn in all of that is, again, being able to listen to ourselves, listening to our body and listening to our mind so that we can get to a place where we're not just letting our emotions guide us in the next decision, the next decision. I love what you said about like if you're feeling more confused, if you're feeling more upset, if you're feeling more afraid, if you're feeling more anxious about what the heck is going to happen next, then yeah, like clearly that's not working what can you do right now? What does, what does today, does it not even be like tomorrow, but like, what is the rest of my day going to look like right now so that I can, you know, kind of step out of this, this sense of control or loss of control that I'm feeling. And you're, and it's, you're not alone. Like we humans do not like (laughs) that. Why do you think that there was so much with time management and planning and stuff to follow? We want to be told what to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because we feel like we have a sense of control. If I just do this, things will work out. Yeah. And it's very unsettling to think it might not, but if you can focus on what does help me feel better about this, (laughs) yeah, what does help me feel good. I'm going to do that one thing and just focus on that and know that the rest is going to fall into place. Yeah. Another very powerful thing to remember is that you can always choose again. So you can, you're going to make that choice of this is what I want to do. This is what I think is going to help whatever situation you're dealing with. This this is going to help me feel better or help, help get me to the next step. Yeah. If it doesn't, you choose again. <laughs> you didn't choose wrong. It means you tried out what you thought would work and it yeah. turned out not to feel right. So then you tried something else. We started, we did um, four rounds with letrozole from August to November and after the fourth round, I was like, this doesn't feel right. It was shortening my cycles. It was like, this doesn't feel like the route I want to go anymore. Yeah. And so we stopped. 
Yeah. And I don't look at it as, oh, we should have never done that. No, I felt I was very excited to do that in August. And we did. I was like, you know what? I don't think this this is not feel right anymore. This is not what I want to do. And so we stopped. Yeah. And so it was not a waste of time. It was, I learned from it <laughs> and I, I learned that, no, I'm not, this is going to be there if I want to go back to it. Yeah. But right now I don't want to go this route. We get so invested in what we think that this, this plan or the future is going to look like. We get so invested in that thing that we're going to try that that's going to work, mm-hmm. that it's really hard for us to see past what happens if this doesn't work? Like, what am I going to be able to do next? What are the other options? Or how's this going to change my life tomorrow? How's this going to change my life next week? I'm still yeah. on this journey. Things are going to change. And so much, I think, too, uh, of the life lesson, especially in motherhood, uh, around realizing that we don't have control is really, really accepting that we're always going to be thrown these curveballs and we're surrender isn't it it's surrendering to exactly like and and I think that what people hear when they hear surrender they hear at least I I did until I like really thought about it was well that's like giving up yeah and there's a difference between giving up and letting go yes (laughs) it is look you're still you're surrendering you're still trying to accomplish this thing but you're letting go of how it's going to happen yeah Sleep training. Yeah. Yeah. Potty training. You have this idea and you did the research. So you know the plan you want to use, but it's not going to guarantee they will be sleep trained in one week. Yeah. But you know that, look, this is the plan I would like to use. And we're going to try it for this long and we're going to see if it works. And I don't have a timeline for this is when they will be sleep trained. All I know is like, this plan feels good to me because that's the thing. It's consistency too, right? You will read that with anything. And anything in life. It is not, um, the mode that you choose. It's the consistency. I know when I was personal training, how many women would say like, what's the best exercise I can do? Like, what do you like doing? You're not going to like this answer, but what do you like doing? Because that is the best one. Yeah. I, if you love running, I'm going to say, awesome. Let's come up with a running plan. That sounds like you're interested in it. If you're like, I hate running. I'm not going to say, well, too bad. That's the best exercise. So you're <laughs> right. going to have to toughen up. No. Yeah. If you're like, I like Zumba. Awesome. <laughs> find it. How can we find a Zumba class that you can go to? Yeah. So it truly is like, there's not one way. That's why plans aren't great. That's why just getting an online template isn't great. That's why I work one-on-one with people because what works for you is not going to work for someone. Yes. And, you know, I had this client that had um goals listed out and they print out a goal sheet. I was like, yes, this is great. Let's write your goals. And there was three lines like, you know, I don't really like I wrote take a bath on there, but I'm not, I'm like hesitating to do that. I don't really like love it. I was like, okay, well erase it. And they're like, what? <laughs> I wrote it down. Like you can write, like try again. You tried it. You thought it would sound good. Yeah. Right. You thought it sounded good. And then I blew her mind when I was like, what if you don't fill in that line? You don't have to have three goals. Like they put three lines on that paper. They don't know you. If two things sound good, do two. And it was like, oh my God. And it sounds so silly when we break it down like that, but we do feel that way. Yeah. This is how this paper is filled out. I have to do this. This yeah. is what this plan said. I have to do this. No, yeah. you don't. You don't. If that does, if that feels good, do it. But if it doesn't, or you start it, you're like, this was too much. Oh my God. And then we beat ourselves up for this is too much. I can't keep up. What's wrong with me. I need better structure. And yeah. that's what we go for. I need better structure. I need a stronger plan. I need to stick with it instead of 
maybe I wrote too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I take something off and try it again, but we feel like we failed, yeah. you know? And so yeah. it really does help. You know, my husband is like, God, who needs help with that? I'm like, hi, a lot of people need help with that. Like, that's why I do what I do Yeah, is because we need that cheerleader saying, it's okay. Let's try it a different way. You did great for trying it like that. And it didn't work for you. Yeah. And we need, we need that person until we can do it for ourselves to say, look, we need a hand holder to say, look, this is what you tried. This is what worked. And it was amazing. This is what we're going to try differently. Yeah. And that's okay. And you didn't fail. <laughs> you didn't yeah. fall short. You're not going to not reach these goals. It means that was not the way for you. What else do you want to try? Yeah. Don't waste any more time feeling bad about it. What else do you want to try? And don't you think that when we do get in this kind of like tunnel vision of these are the goals is what's going on that we, we don't see any other options or we don't see any like right. new avenues to go because we were just so focused on this. And so in this motherhood journey, journey to motherhood, I've heard women tell me their stories of, you know, adoption wasn't the first thing they wanted. They wanted to have their own baby. They wanted to have their own pregnancy and they fought for years and years. And then eventually it was like, well, what about adoption? It was like, they didn't even see that that was a thing Mm -hmm. at all. And it ended up being something that they're now incredibly passionate about and something that they felt like they were, their life was destined for. Like they were not supposed to have a baby of their own. They were supposed to adopt and they were supposed to like start talking to women and other parents and families about like this incredible opportunity that they just had no idea was even an option or didn't even consider because they were so focused on how the heck do I get my body to make this baby? Like what can, what can I fix about him? What can I fix about me right. to make this work? That's the thing. You're not, you weren't ready for it at that time and that's yeah, fine. And sure. you can't beat yourself up for saying, oh my God, why didn't we just start the adoption process? Because you weren't ready. Yeah. And because you needed to go through that process. I mean, I didn't want to do IVF. It wasn't like, let's try, oh, let's do IVF. It was like, no. But soon when I got to that point, I was, I was so thankful for science that that was a thing that I could do, that that yeah. was an option for me. Yeah. And right now I am looking more to my, ac- I mean, I did acupuncture throughout IVF, but I'm looking more for her of like, what other things am I overlooking? I'm going to do an, elim- <laughs> I'm going to do this elimination diet. That's just 10 days. Cause mm-hmm. I've never done one before. I'm like, maybe I can learn something about my body. Yeah. Let's try it. And I will say, I'm going to wait till our cousins are coming next week that are major foodies. I'm like, I'm going to wait till they, and it's just this different way to, it's, you know, this different way to experiment with it. And I'm not looking at it as I'm going to do this elimination diet. I'm going to find the one thing. No, I'm curious about it. I've never done one. Maybe I could learn something. Let's try it. It's not this last ditch effort. It is this, yeah. hey, I felt like I didn't have time to try that last time and I wasn't interested, but I've never done one before. What if I, you know, I don't know, who knows? Let's see yeah. what I can find out. Yeah. And it's just a different way to go about it, but you have to be, and you have to be open. And that's the surrender part. You have to be open to looking. And even if it's not the route you end up going or what you even want to do, just know that there are other options available and know that when the timing is right, it's going to present itself and you're going to take it because maybe something has been presenting itself, but you're not ready to see it yet. That's okay. It's going to be there and you're going to be ready for it when, when that time comes and you're going to know it's right. If you trust yourself, because that's why there's not a plan. It's not like, okay, you're going to try for this many months. And if it doesn't work, then you adopt. That's what people do. No, (laughs) there are some people that adopt right off the way. That's fine. 
there are some people that if they can't have it on their own, they're not going to adopt. That's fine too. (laughs) But to each their own and knowing that there's not one way to go about anything. And that scares us because we like that plan. Yeah. And like, you know, I have this way of working with women, but it is not, okay, first we do this lesson. It's like a cookie cutter, right? Right. Yeah. It is. What do you need right now? What seems to be the biggest? And a lot of it goes back to feeling. How do you want to feel this week? Yeah. How can we help you feel that way? Yeah. 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 It's different for everybody. So much of what I love about, gosh, this conversation and this podcast is like, I, it took me a while to come to these conclusions when I was in the middle of all the crap, right? Like, but that's why it's so beautiful to have things like this so that hopefully we can have this chat for, hopefully you've listened to this before you're going through it and you can remember these things Yeah, and you can take, take the, take away. But, you know, I just read something earlier this morning on Instagram. I was like, or on Pinterest, it was like, you don't know the title. You don't know the why or the title of the chapter until like you're done with that part of your life. You're done with that chapter. It's so hard to like see all the potential possibilities and places to grow and to learn and not just learn by like presentations of personal growth, learn by how hard crap was and how well you handle it. Like yeah, you you have such an opportunity when you're going through so many really hard things to discover what's right for you in the nurturing process, to figure out what's right for you in deciding what that next step is. And Mm -hmm. if you haven't picked up on this, so much of what we talked about has been mind, body, spirit. They're all, and they're all connected. And I think that's another thing that we don't really recognize. It's hard to tap into how those things connect unless you're sometimes going through such a hard trial. Like it's really hard to really start feeling out all those different areas in life that really are presenting opportunities for you to explore and, um, and learn about yourself. Yeah. Getting curious about it. Like you said, learning about yourself and you can look at from that way. What can I, and you don't have to have this, this is what I learned, (laughs) but it's what, what could I be learning right now? Like just have that in your mind. <laughs> what is this? Oh, this is showing me that this is real uncomfortable to not have control over this. Okay. Yeah. Let's think about that. <laughs> yeah. Take it one step at a time. And like I say, you don't always have to be, this is why this is making me a better person. You're sure. not going to know it till later. No. You're not going to know it till, oh, this brought me more in touch with my spirituality. Like yeah. I wouldn't have gone down this route. I wouldn't have been looking at these types of podcasts. I wouldn't be searching for these type of things if I wasn't experiencing yep. this uncertainty or whatever it is I'm experiencing right now. Yeah. And I wouldn't be looking at, you know, things work until they don't work. And when they don't work, get, you know, curious and experiment to see what does feel like it could work for you. Yeah. And I can't tell you what that is. You know, I'm never saying this is what you're going to do. Yeah. It is what would make you feel, um, you know, more relaxed? What would make you feel nurtured? You know, when you think of nurturing, what comes up for you? Because some people it's going to be, oh, time outside. Some people it's going to be, oh my gosh, just like making myself tea, (laughs) reading, um, taking a nap, um, calling a friend. Like it's all different. Getting work done. Maybe you like don't make that time for you to get some work done and you're trying to build your own business, let's say but you never make time for it because you think there's other things that are important. Well, if that's what you've been putting off, 
usually it's always that thing, right? That we yes. don't allow ourselves to do it's that true. we should be doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's your key. If you really have no idea what's going to help you feel nurtured, it's what do you not give yourself time to do? Cause you feel like it's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. And all of this, it's when you're going through the hard stuff and you want to be in control, let that be, let your focus just go back to you and let your focus just go back to really listening into like, listening into all of it. Like ask, you know, internally just asking yourself questions or just sitting with thoughts and thinking, okay, what's the next step? Is it nurturing myself or is it doing this other thing? I think that that really is the secret to making it through and and refocusing all that attention on the thing that we so, so badly want. But I think at the end of the day, we all so, so badly want to enjoy life and, you know, to try and live in the moment and in the best way we can. And like we've yeah. touched on so many times today, that's in the best a way million ways. It is. Yeah. And that's what we want. And you can't do it every second of every day. There's no. times you're up and you're like, I need to make lunches and eat whatever. But if you can think what's going to help me feel like today was a success, yeah. if that's getting time outside, yeah. whatever it is, like what's going to make me feel good about what I did today, how I spent my time. Yeah. What am I going to look back and be like, I'm so glad that I did that. Um, and it's different every day. It's not the same every day. <laughs> Knowing yeah. that it's always changing, but coming back to that of being, how could I be a little more present? And sometimes it's just naming what you're doing and taking a shower and taking a shower and taking a shower. Like <laughs> yeah. when you're in the shower, be thinking of that. That's you what know? I'm doing. Yeah. Right. It's just what you're doing instead of what do I need to get done? <laughs> What's going on next? Mm-hmm. What is the next thing? How long I need to get out? <laughs> like what, what do I need to accomplish? Like, okay, what am I doing right now that I'm happy about? <laughs> yeah. What is my moment? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> Okay. So, um, I think that we've covered some really, we've co- covered it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. I also feel like there's a lot of really beautiful reiteration that was going on. So hopefully like the yeah. message really got across a lot of times the, the takeaway here in these episodes. It, oh boy. Miles is in here, um, is, you know, like what, what do you want the mom to, who's going through this to know? And what do you want the mom who's never experienced any of this to know? Okay. You want to say hi? Hey bud. Hello. Where's your pop? Where's your daddy? Hi. Can you say hey? You tell her hi. Say hi, Samantha. <laughs> I bet you do. Mommy's almost done. Mommy's almost done. Can you get a pop for a few minutes? Mommy will finish up. Well, nope. Nope. Hold on a second. Let me, let me get Papa really quick. And then we get an ending. Oh, yeah. I get that. <laughs> I guess I'm just going to give you an opportunity to like, I think we've covered both those women, the women who are going through it right now because, mm-hmm. and, and the women who aren't, because I think a lot of this was incredibly relatable on a lot of different, different plays of, of life for sure. But whew. I get <laughs> the blood flow, you know? Um, but I do think something shifts and changes when you are on this road to motherhood, when you have now this new layer of emotions and like emotions and feelings that you've never, like it's somewhere in your body that you never knew even existed. Mm-hmm. What is your message to that mom who is now like, she's stepping into this whole new territory and 
how can maybe she start thinking about some of the things we've talked about in this new realm? God, I think, you know, recognizing that you're not going to have all the answers. You're not going to know it all. (laughs) You're not going to know it all and you can't research your way out of it. So the more you recognize what is important to you, how can you be yourself, your best self throughout this process, whatever that means for you, stick with that. Always come back to yourself, build your support team around you, whatever that looks like, and know that you can do hard things and that you are resourceful. You're going to find what you need if you always stay true to what feels best for you. I love that. It was so perfect. That was so perfect way to round it out. <laughs> you just like are like a little magic bean with all these words. <laughs> Why, thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> I suppose that's why you do what you do, right? I guess so. <laughs> it's easier when you're removed from it, right? And that's yeah. why it helps to have that third party of like, hey, yes. this is what this sounds like. Let me help you to reframe that. Yeah. Because we get so caught in our heads and caught in our stories and we don't know what's real and what's not and, and who should we follow and who should we listen to and what's mm-hmm. us until we kind of half the time I'm working with a client. They're like, oh, now that I'm saying this and that's all it takes is like, yeah. now you've asked me that question in a different way I haven't at, thought of before and it makes it easier to reframe for me. Oh, yes. That's all it takes is that third party that is not your spouse or not your mom, or not your sister yeah. <laughs> and certainly not yourself. <laughs> yeah. I love that so much. Oh, Sam, I'm, can I call you Sam? Is that okay? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have enjoyed today so, so much. And I look forward to just chatting with you again and um, continuing to kind of watch your own journey. And um, maybe we'll have just episodes later on down the line where we can just oh talk, my God. focus more on. I feel on... like we have so much to talk about. And like I said, you're not that far. I'm in North Carolina. Yes. If you're ever in Asheville, like that would be so fun. <laughs> I was already thinking this earlier today about like just how beautiful these connections are and how cool it would be. I would love, love, love to like go and travel to you and like make a, you know, it just. Right. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. It would be amazing. I know. I know. It Soon, would be, it's coming. It's coming. I know. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, I thank you so much. And I think you should tell everybody before we go how they can reach you. What's the best way to get in contact with you, especially if they're wanting to take hold of this magic that they can find? Uh, Of course. Okay. So if you're listening, come find me on Instagram. I'm at Simply Well Coaching. Say, hey, shoot me a DM. Um, my website is simplywellcoaching.com. And on there, I've got my, my opt-in, my little freebie is a get grounded cheat sheet. And it is 21 quick exercises you can do to bring yourself more joy, to kind of get more in touch with who you are, stuff we don't take time to do. <laughs> so that's your homework assignment. Um, and I'd love to see you in my group. I have a free Facebook group. It's called the Aligned Action Collective. And I do free coaching every week. It's a great community that I built like starting in COVID. And it has been really fun to see blossom in the way that it has. I have regular guest discussions. Um, so it's just a fun place to hang out. I'm there every day. All right. Well, Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and this for has been just so great. sending an application in the first place. I just feel uh, I just feel so blessed by these connections and this is just I'm excited for the ladies that are going to be listening to it. So thank you yeah. and have an awesome Sunday. Yes, you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lady, we'll we will talk soon. All right, sounds good. Right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Hey mamas, before you peace out. 
If what you just heard inspired you, made you feel like you've got a new BFF, or simply reminded you of another mama, please share this episode or the podcast, and be sure to tag me if you share it on social. My hope is to touch as many of you as possible and drive this mama-led movement. If you're with me, and I know that you are, please take a minute and leave a review. Hearing from you makes my heart so happy, and your review could encourage another mama in need to hop on this journey with us. So let's make a pact. I'll bring the fire, and in return, you help me strengthen our mama collective so we may together make the transformation from messy to truly inspired. Let's get it, mama.